Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely and talented, uh, got your Carol, best Carol baskets shirt on tonight. Miss Southern Shell. Hey, I, like, I, I like that. I like that. Uh, is that cheetah print, leopard print? I don't know. I get. Them, I, don't I don't know, know my big cats well enough. <laughs> I know stripes as tigers. Did you hear uh, they had a corona, uh, corona positive tiger up in New York? You believe it? Whatever. I don't believe. Where'd it you see that on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> I didn't see them. They hadn't asked Trump about that that I've seen in one of his uh, many press conferences, uh, daily updates. They did ask him about Joe Exotic. They did. I thought that was funny. I was, I, I, saw, I was watching that. <laughs> My favorite thing was he said, did Eric bring this up? No, it was Don. It, was Don. Don. it had to be Don. That's what he said. <laughs> he wouldn't address it. He said, he'll look into it. He might look into it. Free Joe Exotic. Let me tell you, I was feeling a little down this morning. And I saw this hanging up in my closet, and I said, you know what? I'm putting on that daggum Carol Baskin <laughs> sweater, and we're fixing a rock today. That's right. I'm going to give it all I got. You give it all you got. We are. We're here recording a podcast. We, we don't know if the video is going to work. We're We've trying. Some serious technical difficulties. The internet must be down. I don't know if they're throttling or so many people on it, but we're at the office, and it's not cooperating. So. We've had multiple technical difficulties today. Yeah, forgot the recorder, so we had to go back to the house and get it. And now we're we're recording uh, something. I don't know what it is, but I'm talking to this microphone. That gummit, something's recording. <laughs> it's about to be ready to choke this thing. <laughs> Your beard trimmer went out. The beard trimmer went out, so you had to. Gave me a nice clip, uh, scissor. That's first scissor beard trimmer I've ever had. I thought I did a pretty good job. It does look pretty good. That's some quarantine. Heck yeah, I just grooming right there. <laughs> my hair's growing out. I can't go see my girl, man. I don't I can't know about go your to the hair. man cave. Your hair looks fine, a little shaggy. You'll yeah. you'll be okay. Beard though, it starts getting itchy and yeah, I can't stand it. Yeah, I can see that. But we're talking Easter this week. Honey smoked turkey was your recipe this turkey. week. It was, and that was my take on. I know everybody's seen or heard of the honey baked ham. Well, they do a honey baked turkey yeah. too that you can order from, and it's really good. I mean, if you know, I was gonna. If you order, can't cook one yourself. Yeah, I was gonna order one and send it to my mom. They were completely sold out. Like, this is a week and a half ago. They were completely sold out of everything. Yeah. Sides, turkeys, hams. So you can't get nothing from I wonder if they shut down or just volume. Everybody's home. just volume. Yeah. Probably so. But anyway, I've done the honey, my version of the honey, yeah. honey baked, honey smoked yeah. ham. Yeah. This week was my version of the honey smoked turkey breast. And what it is, it's, I took a raw turkey breast and I used the same ones that I had gotten from Kevin down at the butcher shop. Um, you know, that's these, they're big farm raised turkeys. I don't know how big this turkey is, but the breast on it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you can imagine it had to be a monster turkey. I'm talking about that thing had to be, it had to be 25 pounds plus to have turkey breasts like that. But that was, they're excellent. So, where would you get that turkey breast if you weren't? I would go to Kroger or Walmart and buy the biggest dead gum turkey I could find, thaw it out, and cut the breast off yeah. of it myself. And you get some monster ones that way. But, I mean, they put them turkeys on sale, especially around Thanksgiving, for 29 cents a pound. What are they right now? Could you find a turkey right now, I, a turkey breast yeah, right I now? I don't know if you can find a quarantine turkey or not. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. It's with slim pickings with everything Heck right yeah. Now. You're yeah. lucky to get some bread and bologna. 
We did find hams. We, they click, we got us a ham, yeah. and yeah. Um, I'm cooking that Saturday. We'll talk about that later. But for these turkey breasts, you could now you could do this recipe with any turkey breast. You could do it with chicken breast. It will work. Oh yeah. It's just it's just about getting the meat cooked to the proper temperature and glazing it at the end. This glaze works on a ham. It'd be great on turkey. Heck, you know I need to do a honey baked ribs. Why not? I bet it would be a pork loin. I guarantee it'd be good. Now, honey baked pork you could, loin. You know, that, yeah. that might be another another day to do it. You know, um, something else. You use the but Swine Life Mississippi Grind. That's I did. It's becoming... my, my go to on chicken or turkey or poultry. I love it because it's, it's not too salty, it's not too sweet. It has really good color, has a lot of good savory notes, it even has a little bit of a fruit flavor. They've got to have some kind of peach or Citrus. I never got something to, yeah, I never got them to tell me what flavor they put in that, in their secret recipe for it but it has those notes and it gives beautiful color to to the outside of of poultry and so all i did was take my turkey breast thawed them out because they were froze uh thawed them out pulled the skin off of them trimmed them up just a little bit any you know excess fat or hanging off i wanted it to cook even and then i wiped them real good with paper towels got them dry as possible coated them with the swine life rub mixed up an injection now i did the injection so i could get some flavor and some more moisture on the inside and I used just Butcher's Bird Booster honey. Um, you know, everybody knows Butcher's that knows the competition world from cooking yeah. chickens. But, I mean, if you already, if you didn't have Butcher's or didn't want to use a commercial product like that, you could use chicken broth, butter, a little honey to sweeten it up if you want to, put yeah. a little hot sauce. You could do – I've got recipes for like a Cajun turkey injection. Yeah. Any of that would work. Just straight chicken broth would work. Heck, I probably wouldn't shoot straight butter because it will stay in there. You need to cut it with something. But I was like one cup of one cup of chicken broth, half a cup of water, two tablespoons of butter, four. or four. That would be a double batch. Four. four tablespoons would be probably a double batch. Maybe it was two. I forgot what the yeah. recipe you gave was. But that, that was just one that I, you know, had yeah, used, a basic extra. buttery yeah. chicken injection. But you could take that recipe and add make it your own. Yeah, you could make you. You know, you wouldn't need to salt it any because I used the chicken broth that you know it's pretty salty on its own. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely you could add if you wanted to. Put some herbs or garlic or something, onion powder to it. Anything that was going to dissolve and give it some more flavor. Hey, you could throw some poultry herbs in there and let it soak overnight or something to draw like out brining. some flavors and take it. Yeah, You could brine them. That would have yeah. been great, too. Would you have brined and injected? No, I probably wouldn't do both. You'd just do one of those. Yeah, if you're going to soak them, I'd let them soak you know, at least four or five hours, and that would have been sufficient, too. But, I mean, I, just, I was like, hey, why not shoot them up with this bird booster honey? I'm yeah. doing honey. You want to it's play like with a, your it was like a, yeah, gun too. Yeah, it was a honey, honey baked, honey roasted turkey anyway, or smoked. So why not do the honey injection? That was what I was thinking. I, yeah. I got it in my pantry. I'm not getting to do comps. I'm not getting to shoot it <laughs> in my chicken thighs. I might as well put it in my turkey breast. And so I did. <laughs> and then it goes on the pit. Then I cooked it on my Traeger. You could cook this one on anything. This I mean, one would be easy to re- replicate on any on, Yeah, grill. you could do it on Weber. You could do it on PK, you could do it on a pellet grill, a regular smoker, you need a drum. Would, would you always egg. cook it at the 300? Yeah. I think that's the right temp to get it. It's a good even cook on it, and it's going to get the outside that pretty golden color. Yeah. Now, also, base started basing it with just melted butter to, to help it brown on the outside, to help that rub kind of – the rub kind of sticks to it. And to keep it from getting too dry or, you know, looking looking off color or something, I based it with that butter, and it just kind of turns it that golden Look on the outside. It was. Does, it looked good before oh, I glazed beautiful. it. Um, does the butter add a lot of flavor? Uh, it adds richness, definitely, it, definitely. You know, I would say yeah, and it's really good. I mean, <laughs> it's really. Oh, good. I'm not saying I can butter baste it anything. You said when you talk about basting a butter, I was like, yeah. yes, <laughs> do it. 
<laughs> I don't and, see anything wrong with that. And so all all at that point, you're all you're doing is cooking it to a done doneness now. Yeah. So I know that my turkey's going to be done at 160. Uh, since I was going to glaze it, 10 degrees before my target is when I started glazing. And I mixed up like a glue, a sweet glue first. That's really <laughs> like what it I was. Call it, a sweet glue. it was brown sugar, some honey, and just a little orange juice, a dab of orange juice and a dab of apple juice, like a tablespoon each. Is that the exact recipe that you use for your honey baked ham recipe? Uh, or very, been so very long similar. Since I've done that. Yeah. I, I'm sure it was something like yeah. that. I don't really remember. But this was just, I mean, I was like, all I need is a glue. So yeah, I was using brown sugar and honey to make my glue. That's the honey honey part of it. And then to come back for the texture and the sweet crunch, I used turbinado or sugar in the raw. That's what the brand was if you buy it. And I just put that in a little dredge and just dusted it all over the top. And what that does, that sugar is a raw sugar, so it kind of holds its form a little better than just straight melting. Mm-hmm. Like you just put brown sugar or something like it that. It gives you more it. texture, and too. It's, yeah. all about, it's all about the texture. Yeah. And then... And so it needed about 10 degrees, which was about another 30 minutes. And I didn't baste it anymore or anything. I just let the, the heat kind of melt that sugar and do what it does. And the glue, the sweet glue made it all stick. And it kind of melted down some, but it leaves a crunchy texture and just kind of shellacs over the top of it. <laughs> it's good. And then when you cut it, it stays on the outside. And I, it's baked on, I mean, yeah. It's, it's so good. Um, then you just let it rest and cut it up. Because you let it carry over. I took it That's to 160. That's what I was going to say. So 160. 160. Would you recommend if you were doing a chicken breast to only take it to 160? Probably so. And okay, you know, really? and I think I talked to, uh, was talking with Mark about this recipe, and he's like, "Man, I bet you could even take it off at 155 know, and yeah. let it carry over if you'd have been even more juicier." But it was, it was, it was not dry at all. Is it the size that allows you to pull mm, it off earlier? Or well, just... I just think it's a big piece, and it's going to carry over. You know, okay. it's, it's not having trouble carrying over, and it's been on there long enough to yeah. be fully done. But I wouldn't want to take it to 165 because I'd be afraid to dry it out. So yeah, because then it'd be. And then if I knew I was going to reheat it, like say you were cooking that a couple of days before and you wanted to reheat it, I probably would stop it about 155 too. And you could always you could always say glaze it at 145. You know, it's just yeah. just know that you got a little 10 degree swing about 30 minutes you more. Need that 20, the last 30 minutes. 30 minutes you're going to leave it on there, glaze it, and that way when you finish it off, it'll be just right and it'll be juicy. But we made some killer sandwiches. <laughs> I took did. one to my mom and dad. You know, yeah. we we put some in the freezer. I mean, that's God, it's such a good turkey. It was. It was very, very good. Um, you know, we still have one of those uh, Texas turkey breasts in there, too, that we froze. We found, fa- yeah. It was vacuum sealed it's up. It's completely co- cooked. <clears throat> I need to get that out and like cut it up for some oh Texas gosh. turkey sandwiches. It's so good. It's that... I don't know if it's that brand of turkey breast or if it's just you smoking those turkey. I don't know. What was that? What was it called? Something ranch. It started with a C. Yeah. I'll have to go back and look at the video. Chutney or something. Something ranch. I had to, I don't know. It, all I know is call Kevin, tell him yeah. you want those same turkey breasts that Malcolm cooked. And they come in this big pack wrapped up as two, two, two. breasts, skin on, boneless, wrapped up in full with that label and vacuum sealed. And he ships them to you, you thaw them out, and it's. Best turkey. It makes so much turkey meat. I mean, it's yeah. so good. Especially if you cook And you both. can't mess them up if you don't yeah. overcook them. That's the only thing you could mess it up. You use that new shaker. I did. That's a new dredge that that we added to our shop, and I love it because it comes with three different size holes, so you yeah. could do fine stuff, medium stuff, or big core stuff like that turbinado. No, 
it's completely washable. You don't have to worry about it rusting or anything. That was well, my problem with the stainless shakers. Hard to get the lid off those sometimes. Yeah, you had to pop them and turn them. And Heath turned me onto that style shaker. He uses them all the time for his yeah. his uh, comp trailer. And I was like, man, I really like that plastic better than you know. I've always used the metal. Yeah, just because I thought years. The, they look they look great, but <laughs> it does. They get they get nah, They get kind of get funky a little yeah. bit. You know, something built. If you leave them sitting in a trailer, the sugars melt and it all mm-hmm. roads up. I mean, I still. I mean, there's nothing wrong. To, with the metal one. You just have to take more better care of them. You can't just throw them in a dishwasher and yeah, throw them in the cabinet right. and stuff. Um, they need, you know what they need to make, though? They need to make a solid lid for it. I need to see if I can find source some. Because that way you could leave your seasons oh, yeah. in it, put a solid a lid over one. it. Yeah, You could always put a piece of like uh, saran wrap underneath. And then yeah, and close down. it up. Yeah, you could do that. Um, So you actually made a leftover... Honey smoked turkey sandwich <laughs> for us. What did you put on it? Man, it was so good. <laughs> Lots of mayonnaise, and <laughs> American cheese, and turkey. Cold out of the refrigerator. It was so good. Sunbeam white bread. Some sunbeam light bread. And it was good. It was so good. I took a bite. I was like, God, this is. This is how a turkey sandwich is supposed yeah, to be. You, know, you can yeah. still taste some of the, you know, the outside of the seasonings, a little bit of sweetness, but it went with the mayo and the American cheese. It was just. You know, it was missing like lettuce. Yeah. Some fresh garden tomato. That would have really. We're going to get some tomato plants. Okay. Just put them in some of your flower pots. Okay. Um, that, doing. That was random. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for some July summer tomatoes. What would you do differently? Man, nothing. That was, I mean, that's, you asked me that. And I, I hate, I need to come up with some different answers. I guess I need to put some thought into what would I do differently. Would you have pulled it at 155? No, I probably wouldn't have. Um, I'd, you know, I'd like to taste that thing on a drum where it's dripping yeah. and really getting some, you know, some real smoke because it's mild smoke flavor on the pellet grill. Pellet grill makes it real pretty and cooks it perfectly. And it's easy. Yeah. But man, if you'd have done that one, I know how good those uh, Texas style one was on the stick burner. Heck yeah. So I was they thinking, had that, they had, they that had a mild flavor. pit. Yeah, this one. I mean, I guess. Do you want to eat a pit flavored? That's what I was honey, thinking. You know, honey smoked ham, or do you want it just more mild flavor? Yeah, with yeah. a little bit of smoke because it had some smoke flavor, yeah. it was, but it wasn't like overpowering. But if you put some wood to it, like I could throw some real pecan in there on some lump coal on a drum or something, I bet you it would have been really. I, mean, I didn't try it. Okay, I've I mean, got some. I mean, I could I could take a case of those turkey breasts. I could <laughs> eat one a week because it's, it's better than lunch meat. Oh, my gosh. It'll ruin you. Yeah. You'll never want to buy turkey from the the gum store again. Cook that. And if you had you a, a shaver or, you know, a meat slicer, yeah, deli slicer, yeah, yeah. and cut it up yourself, oh, man, it's the best turkey. That'd be a good Christmas gift for you. It would. A good one, though. Yeah, like a real high-quality one. Yeah. Because we've had some crappy ones before, but they just... Problem space. I mean, how many times are you really going to use it to, to store it? I mean... You need a better place I'd, I'd set it, it right in there by my sausage stuffer and my sausage grinder that I'd use once or twice a year, you know? Yeah, exactly. I need me a meat processing room, <laughs> walk-in cooler and all that. Just, I agree. You need it outside of the kitchen. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about everything you've been cooking since last Friday. Man, that seems like that's all I've been doing. It is. So we did another, we talked about our delicious dinner last week we was going to do. Yeah. Um, I did that. And we, Grilled you chicken know, It was good. The, you know, it's, it's standard chicken. You can't mess that one up. Yeah. You the highlight again. The highlight of that is really the sweet potatoes and the broccoli. Yeah. With that spicy Dijon honey glaze. And you can do those in the oven. You could do the chicken in the oven, yeah, really. You could. But that's you know, the You know what? That Dijon glaze is so good. I may use that 
as a binder on my hand and then okay. put the turbinado and try that. See what it's so, like. I don't know. That's I got something to think about there. I love that glaze. You know, the mustard goes with the ham too. Yeah. I've done it before. I've used like honey mustard on a on the outside of a ham and you put have seasoning a on it. Where you use yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That was one of the first, you know, original back in the day. That's how you used to do it. I do them. We rub them all down with the mustard, the honey mustard, and then sprinkle them and then put them on there and smoke them and then wrap them up and then they were good. All that. Yeah. You know, and then make up a glaze at the end, squeeze over them. But that the the star of the broccoli and sweet potatoes, it's like a it's super simple. I mean, there's nothing to it. Yeah. What was it like? A uh, little Dijon mustard, some it's honey, honey Dijon mustard and seasonings. Yeah, a little cayenne to give it a pinch. Yeah, a, paprika, a onion, garlic. Did it have crushed pepper. red pepper? No, it didn't have mm-hmm. crushed red pepper, did it? Just a cayenne, but that's really optional. Yeah. You don't have to add that. I I yeah. like it. Yeah. You know, it's not enough where it, I do too. You can tell it's heat. You know. But from, it just wakes up the flavors. And that's a, you know, if you want to say healthy dinner, that's more, we try to eat that, you know, at least we probably do eat that once or twice a week usually. Not twice, Not twice. but once. once. I'd say two or three times a month. Yeah. But, but the chicken and the broccoli yeah, and, the sweet, yeah. and the sweet potato. I actually adapted that recipe a from a Whole30 recipe. So Was it? Or a Weight Watchers recipe, one of the two. Yeah. Try to trickle me in on me. <laughs> <laughs> I like never it. Know the difference. I do like it though. It is really good. So if you're if you're you know if you're more you know trying to watch what you're doing, you can, the chicken's not bad. Or if you want to sneak some veggies, you can pull that kids. skin off that chicken. Yeah, and you can get the kids to eat that chicken because it's got honey mustard on it. They'll love it. Yeah, or eat the veg. It's got yeah. honey mustard yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, that sauce would be glazed over the chicken. I've never done that. I mean, we've always drizzled oh, it with yeah. vegetables, but it make a good chicken glaze. You could do anything with it. It's real yeah. simple. It is. Um, so you did then Saturday, we cooked all day Saturday. We did another Insta Saturday mm-hmm. where first I got up early that morning and put on some pork butts. I had a buddy that asked me to, uh, cook some pork butts for him and he dropped them off Friday night. And then I had one that I was cooking anyway. So we called I put, it the baby butt. The ba- <laughs> it was, it was the baby butt. Oh, it was perfect though. It, it was what we got on click lists. And you know, when you when you order a click list, but you never know what you're gonna get. So I think it might have weighed maybe five pounds, like four point nine six or something. <laughs> but it, but was it was good. Bad. It was yeah. good. Yeah. So I cooked his two monster ones, and I cooked mine, and we put them on the uh, drum. Yeah. And man, they were good. It was so good. That was some of the better pork, pulled pork you've done. In it was a while. classic. It was. It was my. If I had to say. I never fail pulled pork recipe. That's what it was. And I've, I hadn't cooked pulled pork in so long. I forget. I mean, I ain't gonna say I forgot how good it was. I'm wanting some more. So next week, that's what the video I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do my never failed, easy peasy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, how to make pulled pork pull, sandwiches. Yeah, pork butt recipe. Yeah. It ain't necessarily you can make sandwiches, nachos, whatever you want to make out of it. But yeah. that's what I'm doing. See, I Next want week. you to say pulled pork sandwiches because I think people search for that. Oh, you think they do? <laughs> pulled pork. I'm going to make my never fail, easy peasy, pulled pork sandwich. Google. <laughs> oh, I kicked the double table on that one. But that's what you I'm got doing. I'm a little week. too excited, yeah, too excited on that one, yeah. And we're going to do a coleslaw, I guess. Yeah, yeah, a coleslaw and do a sandwich. If our click list will get ready, have they, have they called you yet promises. and told you? No. But. So that's what next week is. Also, so that was starting out. That was early. That yeah, was like six. Yeah. I got up with the fire, got the butts out of the fridge, seasoned them up, put them on. And then 
you got up and we had some coffee and went outside to do the start the Instagram stuff. So we started yeah. doing the uh my my breakfast and I did the that's where I did the quesadillas. And I didn't get the shells that I wanted on our grocery order. They didn't have them, I guess. Yeah. So I had to use some mini. You wanted big shells. I wanted a full-size burrito shell where I could make a full fold over a quesadilla. Yeah. But I did the little. And it's still a quesadilla. It's just a double stack. Yeah. Where you got to flip it. And so I used the little soft taco, the taco size or fajita size shells. And I took some of my mom's sausage, browned it up on the iron skillet right there just on the PK. Regular breakfast sausage. Regular little spicy, little sagey, you know, country style breakfast sausage. Yeah. Instead then, of chorizo. Yeah, you could have used chorizo. You can use whatever kind of sausage you want crumbled up. Yeah, but I like the brown. idea I like, of the breakfast. Since it's breakfast, I use breakfast sausage. That's what I eat. Gringo style. <laughs> <laughs> chorizo might have been real Mexican, authentic style. Yeah. <laughs> I did, It'd have been too I did real. gringo style, yeah. <laughs> then I scrambled up some eggs. I fried up some jalapeno, sliced jalapenos, put a little oil, oil on there, fried them up. That brought some heat to it. Yeah. And then it was, once I had everything cooked, all it was was pretty much browning the tortilla and, and melting the cheese. So in my, I used like a flat cast iron skillet. That's what I was cooking everything on. And then I, I took a little bit of mayo and brushed on the outside of the tortilla shell. That's what, that's the secret. That's the pro tip that makes it brown. Mm-hmm. And it really works and it makes it really good. Another pro tip is sprinkle you a little grande gringo on that, on that mayo or Mexican season, whatever you like. But That was something we were, um, we were doing a little R and D while we were cooking. Yeah, that's what I've been using those yeah. Saturdays for. That, but that gives it some flavor. It really makes it taste good. And it gives a little crunch on the outside. It does. It, we were just playing around, and um, I said, "Let's add a little grande gringo to that." And we forgot about it, so I just put it on the outside. Yeah. Of the crust, <laughs> and when we flipped it, it got crunchy and oh, so good. It, it gave it such a good flavor. So I want you to turn that into a recipe. Yeah, I'm going to. So, so. The tortilla with the mayonnaise and the gringo goes down on the skillet. Mm-hmm. Then you put your little cheese around it, you know, all over it so it'll melt, make a, it'll start melting. That's the glue. Sausage, egg, jalapeno, a little more cheese, another shell on top that you brush the top of that, the outer surface of that with a little mayo, a little more gringo. Then you let it set for, I don't know, two or three minutes. Raise it up, see if it's browning. As soon as it browns, carefully flip it over fast. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then it's ready. You know, after three or four more minutes, you take them off. And then the time you knock out three or four of those and serve it with some sour cream and, and some pico or some salsa or whatever, you've got a heck of a breakfast. They yeah. were really good. We were cutting them into fours. Um, yeah. That's how, I mean, that's how, you, that's how you'd want to do it. It's yeah. kind of like, it reminded you of a little breakfast taco pizza from, you know, you ever had that little <laughs> crunchy one that Taco Bell serves? Uh-uh. Oh, man, the Mexican pizza. For breakfast? Like, no, they don't serve for breakfast. It's just oh, oh, yeah, one of those yeah, light yeah. night things you get at Taco Bell, you know. And it's, <laughs> okay, but it's crunchy. Exactly it's got, that's kind of what this was, you know, had those elements. But it was really good. This is the breakfast version. Quesadilla. I thought it was. Um, that's love. the one for the books. Yeah, I mean, it, was, I, it was really good. It was definitely an R&D. I've never done it before, but it was really good. And then you started cooking wings. Then I moved on to chicken wings. Wings three ways. You made homemade ranch. Yep. Always. Got to. It's super easy and thick and stands up to yep. a wing. You can stand a wing on it and the wing ain't going to fall in. That's what I like about it. <laughs> stand your celery up in it, you know. And then I did wings. So I did, the first ones I did um, were oh. 
This chicken. recipe I want you to turn into a real recipe too. The chicken wing lollipops. Yes. Has anybody ever lo- have you ever, ever seen anybody lollipop chicken yeah. wings before? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. it's a thing. Yeah, I mean I got that's where I got I didn't come up with that. Okay. You know? But it's just like doing legs, you just do it with wings. Yeah. The drums or the drumettes, either one. If you do the drumettes, you have to kind of cut the top, work the the little bone out, and then push it all down along the bigger bone. Turn that into the, the lollipop or the drumettes. You just kind of ring around the small end of the bone, push all, and grab a paper towel and push all the meat down to the big end, and then the bone will be clean and standing up. And so it gives you like this little clean handle. It looks like a lollipop. Yeah. And all I did was season them with a little hot rub, and stuck them on a rack and just put them on the Traeger at three twenty five, and then let them cook. And I just thought, uh, I think I cooked about maybe an hour, and Really? It it took that have, long? Yeah, it might not have been. It was right at an hour. I, I wouldn't run in times. I was doing so much stuff. Yeah, we were doing other things. But uh, I, I had a thermopin, so when I saw they were getting about, you know, 165, 175, that's when I glazed them. And the glaze. What you glaze them with? A firecracker <laughs> sauce. And that stuff is so good, man. It's so easy. I did that one a long time ago. I called it firecracker chicken. I think I did it on the egg, if I remember right. It was right. A, like a 4th of July recipe. Yeah, years ago. Years ago. At our old house, Yellow Kitchen. Yeah. It might have been before. Yeah, it was back Yellow Kitchen days. Yeah. And uh, all it is, it's a bottle of hot sauce, some brown sugar, and a little bit of cayenne, and a little bit of crushed red pepper flakes. And that's all it is, I'm pretty sure. It's not. I'll pull it up real quick, but go ahead. But it's so simple. It's a simple sauce. And when you put it on chicken, man, it coats it and it brings some heat to it. But the sweet kind of balances it out. The vinegars and the hot sauce. I mean, it's just a really. It works really well on wings. It's a really, really good wing sauce. I mean, and, and all I did was dip when when I got the temp up on those uh, drunk lollipops. I dunked them in it like I had it in a little pot. I just, I only warm it up. I don't really bring it to a simmer or anything. I just start bringing it up to where it's, it's warm and the sugars have melted. That's all you want is you want it kind of syrupy. It's brown sugar, hot sauce, apple cider vinegar. Oh, that's what I Salt and red pepper. Okay. Cake. How much? It's not much vinegar because there's vinegar. It's only a tablespoon of apple cider yeah, vinegar. And then a teaspoon of salt, teaspoon of red pepper flakes. Yeah. That's all it is. So it's half a cup of brown sugar, half a cup of hot sauce. And we used a mild, we used killer hogs, but yeah. you could use Frank's or any other mild hot sauce. Um, tablespoon of apple cider and then salt and a, a cayenne and red pepper. No, you you did, it was no cayenne. It's oh. salt and red pepper flakes. Okay, no no no. Extra if you want to kick it up even more, you want to kick it up anymore. <laughs> that's what cayenne. That's what I make it. You know, what do they call them? Baby M eighties. That make it super firecrackers. You could. What did you say the other day about making it a sparkler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I told Greg Rippy. He was asking me about. It. I said you can leave all, leave that out. It's just a sparkler and a firecracker no more. If you don't put the if you don't put the red pepper flakes yeah. and all that in it, make the mild version. But it's awesome on wings. So those were the first ones I did. And the next wings, I did Mark's recipe from Swine Life on the Parmesan wings. And what he does, he takes like just the old, the the one you used to put on mama spaghetti. You know, it's just ground up Parmesan. Yeah, cheap comes Parmesan in plastic. cheese. Yeah. He says the cheaper the better. Yeah. that's You mix that with some of his Swine Life grind. And what else did he put in there? He had a few other things in there. I, I use straight off his recipe off his website. Yeah. He's got a go to his YouTube. Go to his YouTube channel and watch it. It's it's a really good wing recipe. But you hit it, hit his wings with that. Put them on the pellet grill at like three twenty five. Flip them. Hit them with the rub a few more times. And when they're about one hundred ninety eight, two hundred degrees, take them off. 
They're, they're real crispy. They, it, what it does, if you think of like shake and bake chicken, it's kind of like a Parmesan shake and bake chicken. Chicken <laughs> wing, what, yeah. Yeah, because it gets crunchy. It makes it makes it's, it crust. It's a little on it. salty and you don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't need a lot of seasoning because yeah. of this, the that that kind of Parmesan cheese must have a ton of sodium or something in it. Because it's salty as it could be. No Parmesan cheese is salty. Anymore. In general. Yeah. yeah, it's just the nature of it. But it was re- it's really good. It makes a great crust on uh, on wings. And then... They actually do something similar for uh, salmon. Emily does and swears yeah, by it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, you know, huge on salmon, but I'd try it with Parmesan cheese crust. So they Sounds have a recipe good. on that, too. Yeah, I got to try that one next. So then the third wing... Third wing was the old... Probably the best wings I cooked. The Vortex? Vortex. Man, you can't... A Vortex wing is just amazing. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it really is. I, I put nothing, just a little bit of barbecue rub on them, spread the wings out on the Weber and the Vortex, put me a piece of wood over it, 15, 20 minutes, flip them, 15, 20 more minutes, they're done super fast. And then... Well, it depends on how many... <laughs> that's something we yeah. learned. Yeah, it's all in the airflow on the, you know, yeah. if you pack it full, it's going to take longer. But if you just spread them out and give them all room to roll, it, that vortex will roll them. And then, but the, the key to those was I used Cosmo's uh, hot Buffalo Dry Chicken Wing Seasoning. And as soon as they come off the the grill while they're still hot, you know, you hit them with that seasoning a little bit. I put it in the dredge too mm-hmm. with the fine the fine lid. Yeah, so you it got, got a, to. Got a, yeah, because if you try to do it out of the pack, you're going to burn yourself up or get it too salty. Yeah, it's. It needs a dredge. Yes, definitely. So you dredge it out, just a light shake over the top, and it kind of melts it in, and it's almost like a dry sauce. It's a dry sauce. wing. Dry yeah. Chicken, yeah. But it's got the buffalo, like yeah. you tossed it in a sauce, and they're so good. They're my favorite. The bones jump the out of them. Up. I mean, it's just got- I like a dry it wing. It gets crunchy from, I mean, it's the closest. The Vortex on the Weber, or, or I'm no, that's the only grill I've used on. I'm sure it'll work on others. But it's the closest you can get to really- a fried wing on a grill, I think. I mean, I've done them, you know, where I experimented with coating them and made yeah, them crunchy yeah. with the cornstarch and all that. And it does. It makes it like a deep fried, like a but crusted it, it one. it tastes like cornstarch to me. <laughs> well, I mean, a little bit. It depends on how much you get. But if you just want, like, say you took a chicken wing in oil, that's what that's what it, the texture reminds me of on the Vortex, except it tastes like it's been grilled. It, cooks that at, I guess the temp gets so hot on those on the skin it just kind of air fries it like those air fryers mm-hmm. do. I love it. I love it. Of all three of those, it'd be hard to pick. I mean the, the They the, were all good. But the vortex it first off it has the smoke from that piece of wood on there that's yeah. really getting in it. So it tastes like it's been grilled or smoked. You're not gonna get that on the on the pellet grill. And then I mean the 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 lollipops were good. I really wish I think I would have loved to have done the vortex. Lollipop. I like to do lollipops on the vortex with the firecracker sauce. Yeah. And see what that's like. That would have been really good. Was that all we cooked on Saturday? And you did uh, potato salad. That was Sunday. Oh, was that Sunday? So okay. Sunday we um, reheated up the pulled pork and did like very what, traditional. Yeah. Like we did coleslaw, baked beans, and potato salad. And you made pancakes for breakfast. Yeah. Was, that, that, was, that was a highlight of my week. <laughs> they pancakes. Man, we'll never get homemade pancakes. You broke out the old school, uh, the what's griddle. that big long thing called? The griddle? <laughs> the electric griddle? Had them pancaked up? You can't be traveling too much. We had pancakes, we had sausage, and we had orange juice. And it's that might be one of my favorite breakfasts. It's been years. I I love it, it's been at least one year since I <clears throat> made I don't, you made think, pancake. 
I don't know minimum. if your, your pancakes are good. Were they better than the quesadilla? I don't know. It's a hard call. Can't compare that. You can't really. compare. It was great because I didn't have to cook them. <laughs> <clears throat> I got to drink my coffee and have me some orange juice and eat pancakes with Blackburn syrup. Oh, man. It's a butter that you just like get to room temperature and it just melt when you got it on there. The, um, I wasn't happy the with the texture of the pancakes. I let Michael good. mix them up. and um, I thought they were good. I thought they needed a little more air. That I hot bake. That was better than the big breakfast at McDonald's. Hey, that's... <laughs> I like the big breakfast at McDonald's. <laughs> I'm not very much on breakfast. But. So you also cooked beef ribs this week. Yes. Had okay. Some. So this got us. That got us into. We'll see what had happened was <laughs> we were cleaning out the freezer and we found these beef ribs and the seal had been broken on the vacuum. You know, so we knew that if they weren't already um, freezer burnt, wasn't gonna be long. It wasn't gonna be long. So, so we thought them out. And I did. I got up one morning and put those on. I just all I put on them was some TX and a little bit of um, holy cow from uh, Matt, yeah, Matt's rub, just for some color. Threw them on the tracker because I was forgetting about them. I wasn't gonna do anything. I just put it on like one eighty. Oh and, really? Yeah, I started out super low, super smoke. It's got that super smoke setting. Mm-hmm. Punch that, and I think I remembered them about noon. They've been <laughs> on for four hours. I put them on at like eight and noon. I went out there. Sitting there at 180, smoking away. And I said, like, oh, man, they're looking good, you know. So I bumped it up to 225. Went back out there about one. And they had the bark I wanted then. So this was, that was like six hours in at that point or something yeah. like that. Then I wrapped them in butcher paper. And so you didn't the baste them? I didn't do nothing. No, I was just doing my daily work. <laughs> thought them? Thought them. Season two them. seasons on them. Threw them out there on the pit for most of the day. Towards that afternoon, I wrapped them in butcher paper Stuck the dot in them and set it for like two oh five. I think they hit two oh five. When I went back and looked, it was like nine total hours of cooking. I, was like, I never cooked beef ribs that long, but I never cooked them that low, you know, for so long. And then once they hit that, I threw them over in the dry cooler in my little party stacker, and then I just let them sit out there on the bar for two hours. And what was it six thirty? I said, Chell, let's go cut them ribs up. <laughs> and that's when I unwrapped them. I said, let me get some footage, see if yeah. we can get some footage. And I said, if it doesn't turn out, yeah. we won't use it. Right. Well, it turned out. It turned out. <laughs> man, well, I knew when I picked it up. I was like, man, look at that. Did you see all that juice that yeah. was in there? I was like, how did that paper trap that much juice? Yeah. Normally it absorbs it. Yeah. It was just a it was puddle. Too much it was too absorb, I guess. And then it was too much to absorb, yeah. <laughs> and so I set them out. And I said, man, I can pull these bones out. And I just slid them out. You wiggled, yeah, wiggled, wiggled the board a little so they do their little shimmy shaking, <laughs> and then I cut them up, and it was, God, it was so rich. It was, so they good. weren't freezer burnt. Not they didn't all. have a flavor, were, bad flavor. Did those come from the butcher shop too? Yeah, but you know you cannot beef ribs like that. I don't know if you can beat them. Like it's just totally different than if you're talking about a rib, the best kind of rib to eat. You can't even put those in there. They're not. It's not fair. It's like that's better than brisket. It's yeah. I mean, it, I agree. It's up there with like cheeks. Beef cheeks or something, you know, you got to compare that to pork belly. It's the ultimate, you know, it's like, it's like the ultimate. That's when we talk about, would you rather give up pork or beef? I think about yeah. things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, <laughs> if I like beef bacon, I would say, but I could, cause I could probably make some, you know, beef sausage is pretty good. I imagine <sighs> I could make a beef breakfast sausage. That's one but, thing. <laughs> you don't like I'm, beef sausage? It's okay. It will never, ever, ever beat. Pork sausage. sausage. Yeah. I'm talking about the links. You know, I'm yeah. talking about like the yeah, Texas like style sausage, yeah. beef sausage. It's good. And I've had some really good beef sausage. But it's but still not better than pork, do you? I agree. Be. I agree. That's why, that's why I can't come off. 
If it was just like, yeah, you can't have any more pork chops or, <laughs> you know, maybe barbecue or, you know, whole really? hog. I'd say, uh, you know, but you tell me I can't have bacon and sausage and hog gel and all the other good stuff. And, man. But you got to give up ribeyes on the other side. Yeah, and beef ribs. That's true. I don't know. You can't. I, just, I, I'm, I can't live with that. I can live without chicken, maybe. <laughs> you catch me no wings. One day. Ah, see, that <laughs> I'm not. No, I ain't giving up meat. I'm with you. Something though. tells me I got to give up meat. We might as well just go and call it. I've had a good run. It's been, you know, 45 good years. <laughs> the, um. You can't eat meat no more. It's like, crazy. <laughs> the beef ribs. I want people. We're rich. Super rich. And delicious. And you also did a I want some right now. <laughs> I know, I know. You also did a stuffed venison backstrap this I week. I did, I did. Because when we were. I, I took out some deer meat. I needed to cook some. I've got plenty in there, so I took out a backstrap. And it was, it's actually, I hadn't cooked all of it yet. It, it was a whole backstrap split in two. So, so what'd you do with the other half? <clears throat> I got it marinating, and cut up into little fil- butterfly fillets. Oh, how long has it been marinating? Since yesterday. Okay. I need to grill it when we get home, probably. Okay. That's probably what I'll throw in the grill. There's just a few. I mean, it's like half a strap, but yeah, same size yeah, as that yeah. other one. But what I did for my stuff, and I was kind of R and D in a little bit. Uh, Jamie uh, from Swine Life told me he, what he does back straps is he instead of a lot of people make pepper poppers with them, you know, like cream cheese, jalapeno, yeah. deer meat, bacon. Well, he says he cuts a slit in it, but you leave you know leave a little bit of the corners not cut, so it's about you know you cut all the way down except stopping short of the canoe. ends. Yeah, kind of canoe. And then he stuffs it with his cream cheese and jalapenos and extra, you know, extra cheddar or something. Then wraps it in bacon cookies. Yeah, whatever you want. So what I did was I had some mushrooms. They're like some baby portobello mushrooms that I needed to cook in the refrigerator. So I sliced them up, chopped them up, threw them in a little olive oil, seasoned them with a little salt and pepper. And then I had a jal- instead of you know just putting slices of my jalapeno in there, I diced the jalapeno seeds and all. Threw it in there with my mushrooms, let it soften them up, and pepper sprayed myself in the kitchen <laughs> it was like i was in there coughing <laughs> michael was like what's wrong i said like, oh, pepper sprayed myself but i heated that up then i turned the heat off and put half a block of cream cheese in there in the skillet and let it melt and start i just stirred it all up till it was one consistency like the stuffing and then i tasted it and i was like oh man i'm onto something here i said all it needs is some seasoning so i pulled out king crawl hit it with that probably i don't know probably two teaspoons to really give it some pop yeah some depth and then that's what and i stuck it in the fridge put it in a bowl stuck it in the refrigerator and let it cool then i took that stuffing and put it all inside your deer the, canoe. the deer my deer canoe <laughs> the back piece of backstrap and it's probably i don't know what 10 inches long yeah. i'd say 10 12 inches long it's a log and then <laughs> and then i laid out some bacon and wrapped it all up around it and and Put it in some plastic wrap, stuck it in the refrigerator overnight. I wrapped it in plastic wrap real tight so it would keep that shape. Yeah. And then I knew, you know, it would kind of go back together. Everything would stay inside. The next day, I pulled out the plastic wrap, put it on a little tray, seasoned it with a little more of the king crawl just to give the bacon some color on the outside. And it was 45 minutes at 325 on the Memphis Grill. And the bacon was a beautiful brown. I said, I need to check the internals. I wasn't even watching it either. That's where I do my best work when I'm not even watching stuff. I and it was like, and I stuck my thermopin in. It said, I have my dot. I was going to put my dot in it so I could stop it. And it said, 130. I said, oh, that's perfect. And I took it off <laughs> it and let it rest. Perfect. And then I cut it. And you can see what I mean. It was just. You let it rest for a hot minute. 30 minutes, probably. Yeah. By the time you took pictures and everything. It was, and then I cut it up. 
You use those little meat spikes. What were those? Brad from Grill Grates sent me those when I ordered some some replacement flat top pieces. The grates, you know, the grill, whatever it is, the grill griddles. Yeah, the gr- griddle. He's had those stuck in there, and they're like little bitty. They look like little metal thumbtacks, but they're to hold bacon around stuff or to hold stuff together. And I said, hmm, I'll stick it on there and I cook it with those. It worked on there. really Heck well. Yeah, it worked great. That bacon didn't come off. Even when I sliced it, it didn't come off. Yeah. You can see in the picture on Instagram where. It, it was a still the bacon still wrapped around it, browned up perfect. I mean that was, that was good. There's still a few pieces of that left. Um, is that the day you made your John Prine post? That was. I was sitting. <laughs> I was sitting outside. <laughs> I thought that was uh, that was fitting. I like that song. It was you having he, your afternoon it, cocktail. John Prine, unfortunately, COVID claimed him, and he was man. He was one of my favorites. He's, um, he's one of Todd Snyder's favorites. He was buddies sense. with him. He's like he yeah. always wanted to follow him around. He was like his yes man when he got to be around him. Oh, really? Yeah, he said yeah. he would keep his mouth shut, just, just listen, listen to John Prine, and he would get him cigarettes, Cokes, whatever he wanted. Yeah. Was, they say he learned so much, because that was kind of who he looked up to. He's a storyteller, too. Yeah, they're, they're very similar. So, so yeah. That so humor I, and storytelling. So I, <laughs> I, got, I was sitting outside at the bar, and I said, you know what? That song he sings about, first thing he does, whatever, he's going to get him a vodka and ginger ale. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to pour one for OJP. And so I did, and I put a post on it. That's all it was. It's a good drink, though. What do you think? Did you have? I, you hadn't had one, had you? Yeah, did you have one? one? They're good. I had two. You had two. Um, <laughs> so I sat out there, listened to that song, a couple more songs, had me a drink, and enjoyed the sunshine. Yeah. What else are you supposed to do when you're quarantined? Um, the song in spite of ourselves that he sings. I think it's with Irish Dement. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. That was going to be our uh, if we were. If we were um, going to have a big wedding, it was going to yeah. be the song. Our the song we dance say like your first song or whatever yeah. is what. Do you remember us deciding on that? I do, I do, I do. <laughs> That's a good it's a one. Good one. It is. It it's is. kind he's of our a, song a little. He's got a ton of them. That's what's the, the one we like? Linda goes to Mars. That's one of the good ones. You can too. relate to that one. Too. I can relate to that. <laughs> Linda goes to Mars. Whatever he's listening, he's looking at his. Use auto books, <laughs> <laughs> and she's in La La Land. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's sitting over there looking at him, but she ain't there. <laughs> he just wants her to bring him back something. <laughs> That's genius writing, yeah, man. That's Americana, you know. Yeah. He was, he was, he was down to earth. I mean, he really was. Yeah, he was hilarious. Um, he, uh, not Chevy Chase. Uh. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah, Thank I know who he's thinking. I know yes. who you're thinking of. See, uh, he considers him like incredibly funny. Oh, really? Yeah, he um, was. Have you seen that movie? What's it called? Daddy uh, and Daddy, them. Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> if you haven't seen Daddy and them, that's something good to watch. If you, it really if is. You have an odd sense of humor. <laughs> if you're in quarantine, watch that movie. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton, John Prine, their brothers, and Andy Griffith, Andy Griffith. is the dad. Yeah, Laura Dern plays the yeah, love interest. Yeah. It's a it's good, good movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. Um, you also posted your top 10 albums. I did. You know, that's one of those things you see people post stuff on Facebook all the time. And Fred Pooji tagged me. It's like, it was like this. He caught you at the right time. He caught me at the right little, time. You had a little time on your hands. And I still didn't participate the right way. Because you were supposed to like, every day you picked one at, for 10 days. Thing? You picked an album. Every day for 10 days, you picked an album that influenced your life or whatever. Yeah. And it was, you know, no explanation, no anything. And you're supposed to tag somebody every day. Well, the first day 
I did one and I tagged Chuck Cole and I was like, I'm not tagging anybody else. I was like, well, you know, why am I going to do that? So, yeah, yeah. But I did do an album for 10 days every day. I think the very first one that I did was music that I really love and it's kind of, su- it's Southern to me and it just puts it's me in a good mood. Favorite, probably my favorite, one of my favorite, one of my, the favorite bands. I have so many, it's hard to do that because really I would have had to done it 10 days by genre. Yeah. But Almond Brothers, Eat a Peach album. That was, I mean, that's just, it's the ultimate Almond Brothers. I that's mean, your phone. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's your phone ring. I've had, I don't know how long I've had an Almond Brothers ringtone. It's, man. Since you knew how to make. Since since you could get ringtones. Ring yeah, since you could get ringtones. It's probably been over <laughs> longer than Michael's been alive. I've got yours pulled up. Do you My remember? No, yeah, do you know what number two was? Waylon Jennings. Johnny Cash. Was John, oh, there you go. That was for my dad. My dad thought thinks he or he used to I don't know if he still does or not. I need to ask him. He used to think he was Johnny Cash. Because <laughs> <laughs> we would go. <laughs> he really would. I mean, this is a true story. I grew up on Johnny Cash. I mean, he's you know, he's from Dyer's Arkansas. Yeah. And recorded in Memphis Sun Studios, yeah. you know, all that. But he's got so many good songs. And I grew up with them. I remember my dad gave me a Johnny Cash uh, guitar chord book. He wanted me to learn the songs. We used to go. <clears throat> so my dad would play harmonica, and I had an uncle that played guitar. And, like, not professionally played harmonica. Like, drank Budweiser's <laughs> and played harmonica. On the front porch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or just No, no. We would go to the VA hospital, mm. to nursing homes. And they, they would get up. <clears throat> they had. A, they were, my uncle was in a band. And my dad just liked to go and listen to music, and he loved Johnny Cash, so he learned the Johnny Cash on harmonica, and he would go up there and sing the Johnny Cash songs and play. Yeah, and and so they'd let him come up and do two or three numbers, and me and Waylon would have to dance with the old people. (laughs) (laughs) My mom had this old VCR. There's tapes of this somewhere. I don't know where. Those big VCRs? Yeah, yeah, the one you sit on your shoulder, and that's that's what we would do. We would go to the old folks' home, the VA, and stuff like that, and play music. Would your dad do his hair like Johnny Cash? uh, I mean, he's kind of he's always had that That kind of pompadour, you know, dark hair or whatever. Anyway, so that's number two, and then number three was Waylon Jennings. I mean, come on, my brother's named after him. I mean, how how could how could I not be a Waylon Jennings fan? I got the I got to take a Waylon Jennings tattoo on my arm. We actually. uh, I actually own that Waylon Jennings album. Yeah. LP oh, was yeah. my dad's, and I yeah. kept it. We well, had it framed for a long time. Yeah, old house. I've had several of them, but I, man, I grew up on Waylon Jennings too. I mean, I had my dad had. I know you y'all probably seen them, but it's like one of these six foot long living room console stereos. You know, it's like oh, a yeah, piece of furniture. Yeah, it's a piece of, I think that was the first piece of furniture my mom and dad ever it's bought. It's like two speakers. When they got married. Yeah, but middle. you couldn't tell the speakers. Yeah. It's got all like this red velvet <laughs> stuff yes. on it and screens oh, gosh, and it's awesome. like the top lifts out and it's got a, you know, so we had eight tracks and albums and at one end is the radio where you had to adjust yep, the big yep. rolling dial and that was, you know, we, that thing, they still got it. I guarantee you somewhere I didn't get rid of it. Older than I am, it's probably forty. Yeah, they got married two years before I was born, so I was forty-seven years old. <laughs> that's old. And you'd sit there and listen. So it still to works. Them. My dad still plays eight tracks on it. No, I mean, they make, that's where it does. Even after me and Waylon like tried to rewire the speakers and hook the hook the amp up to it to make it to where we come out. We, you know, everybody goes to that electronic phase yeah. where you try to jack with stuff. But so we listened to Waylon Jennings. That was. Then I started getting into music that influenced me 
more like more rock and roll. Yeah. I would think the first one was uh, Appetite for Destruction, Guns and Roses. I remember to this day, my buddy Ian Brown got the tape. I guess his dad brought it for him, and this was like 1986. How old were you? Sixth grade as a Greenberg Gator, and <laughs> Ian came over to my, brought it over to my house, and I had one of these jam boxes that had the double tape deck. Yeah, he let yeah. me copy it, and so we would flip through, and it was like you know the, the insert on the cassette. T- they didn't have CDs back then. This was, I mean, oh, I guess yeah. they had albums still. It had like all these cartoon, like but it was like you know Guns and Roses stuff. It was like depicting drug use and all. Did you know of stuff. all that's what it was? No, I was come from Degon <laughs> Christian Elementary School to public school. This was new to me, and I got I found something like this. New stuff come to light, you know. <laughs> And I heard Axl Rose, and then I saw the video of him getting off the bus with the hayseed yes. in, in L.A., and I was like, man, this is that's a whole new world. And then that music was just hard to me. I mean, Appetite was it's one of those albums that you can listen to from start to finish, every okay. single song. And then they're, they're on tour right now, I think, playing it. Well, I don't know if they are right now. No, not, they're, they're not right now. now, but they were. And Waylon actually went and saw them last, I guess it was last summer. No, it's been like two summers ago. Has it been two? Yeah, it's been a while ago. That album, I think you could release today. Is a it's still relevant. Album, it yeah, still it was start. awesome. There's so many good songs on it. Yeah. So many. But, uh, and then what was after that? Black Crows? That was, I remember seeing them open up yeah. for B.B. King right when they first come out with that album where knowing, anybody knew who the Black Crows were. Where'd you see Music that? Fest. Memphis Music yeah, Fest. Yeah, Music Fest. Bill Street Music yes. Fest. I've seen a yeah. lot of uh, people there. Oh, man. There. And the, that album, the Mo- Shake Your Moneymaker album, that's epitome of southern blues rock yeah i mean that's kind of you got that crossover it went from they went from being hippies, that but they were they weren't a hair southern. band you know what i mean yeah. they were more of a jam band before anybody you know the dead was still touring then and they were they had that thing going on they had that almost like a uh you know gospel influence with blues mixed with a rock and it was so good they'd have the backup vocalist going and it was i love the i love the black crows and they're that, touring now, or they were. <laughs> oh, they're doing that album too. Yeah. I think they're doing the Moneymaker album. But they're only doing that one album. Is that from it? From start to finish, is what I heard. Yeah. Which, and then let's say that was. So is that the fifth album? That was what fifth. was my sixth one? Tom Petty. Tom Petty. I mean, who could go wrong with Tom Petty? Another. You, you, he's another he, Southerner that people wouldn't know. They he's probably, not Southern. He's he's from he's California. From, no, he's not. He's from Degum, Tallahassee, Florida. Is he? Yeah. Everybody thinks Tom Petty's a California person or Californian. Really? Yeah, no, he's a Southerner. You picked Full Tom Moon Petty. Fever. That's the first Tom Petty album I ever had. Now, really? there's some quiet. Now, I didn't know Petty. I mean, I didn't know rock, rock and roll back then. I, my, my thing was country. You know, it was, that was what I was raised on, country and gospel. Then, yeah, I, then yeah. I got turned on to rock and I found Tom Petty. And man, it was, you know, awesome. You know, I, I oh, still yeah. remember that, that whole, I mean, there were so many good songs on that one, but his most famous one I have is probably just his greatest hits. That's had, the one that I know. was introduced to him, yeah. the one that had Last Dance with Mary Jane on it. Yeah, yeah. That one kind of was like, I saw that video and heard that song, and it was like, I was like 13, 12 or 13. I was like, whoa. Full Moon Fever was like solo, and when he was with the Heartbreakers, was who we finished up with when we went and saw him this last yeah. tour. Um, he was back with them, but uh, that was, just, you know, that was the greatest hits was Heartbreakers and the greatest hits. Yeah. Uh, his his solo stuff. His solo stuff was really good too. Like Full Moon Fever was a great album. What's it, what's on Full Moon Fever? Running down a dream, free falling. Um, Breakdown. I don't or is know. That heartbreaker. I think it's. <laughs> uh, it might be. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at the track listings on it. It's been so long. I just remember getting that one. Um, that was my first 
experience with Tom Petty, and I just think he's an awesome musician. And Tom Petty and Heartburgers is awesome. That band, you don't realize how good that band is until you see him live and how they react to what he's doing. And it's just the tightest band that I've ever seen. I agree. Live. You expect it, especially at that age. Yeah, at that to, oh, to man. be slipping a little bit, man. They put on they were, the best show we've. That was so good. One of the I'm, shows I'm so I've glad. You know, he was always on my bucket list. I never got to go see him until this last tour before he passed away and he we, played Memphis. Yeah, we were actually planning a trip. We were going to take a trip. We both had Tom Petty on our list. Yep. We we're going to take a trip, and when he released his new uh, tour dates, he happened to have Memphis on it for yep. the first time in forever. That's right. We went and saw him. And it was an awesome show. And Joe Walsh opened up for him. Yeah. He was good. Um, you know, I, I didn't pick an Eagles album. Eagles, man, they've got some good music too, though. Um, do you know what number seven was? After Tom Petty, did I get? Did I get, did I go? Oh, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that takes me. That's a whole different style of music there. <laughs> but one of my favorite guitarists of all time, man, Tom Morello. He is awesome, and his solo stuff's good yeah. too. If you've never seen, he's got a master class. Have you watched any of it? I, I saw I you watching yeah. some of it. <laughs> but Rage, against, Rage against the Machine was just different to me when they come yeah. out, and that album, you could put it on there in your car, and it would just—it's like your pump up. If you need to get pumped up, that's what you listen to, and that's what that was like. We called yeah. it fighting music. If he's going out fighting, you'd have it on Rage. And was—I remember listening to that whole album. It was going with some of my buddies. Uh, the Spring River that we all worked down at the casinos and we were going to Spring River for like a weekend, you know, we go canoeing and fishing and all that. And uh, my buddy Cullen, I think, brought that album and put it in. And we listened to it like the whole way to Arkansas and, and then the whole way. Had back. you heard it before? No, that was brand new to me. I mean, yeah. first, you know, and I was like, Rage is awesome. They opened it's me up. It's just one of those a, albums, a whole new genre of style of music. Yeah, it opened yeah. me up to a whole new genre of yep. music. And they really kind of ushered it in to the mainstream. Yeah, 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 I think so. They and they went on. They you know they split up. Yeah. and the guys formed different bands. Like they, they say were Zach is a really Audio I, Slave I was a know. good band that that a lot of those guys formed. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh it, yeah, it, it was with like Chris it was pretty much yeah it's pretty much Cornell with the Rage people inside. <laughs> yeah, Zach wasn't it? Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was good. That was a great. We band. saw them live. No, we saw Velvet Revolver. Yeah, we went and saw. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was um, Slash. That was like a Slash super band. Yeah, yeah. Scott Whalen. And uh, that was, that's one of mine. Was that, net, let's see, what was after? Eight. I'm not going to remember that one. Take him on down. Oh, North Mississippi All-Stars. Yeah, you had to put that in there, man. That's, I mean, they're from our hometown, Hernando. Luther and Cody and Big Chris Chew. <laughs> I mean, that was a band, man. And you know what? Uh, Luther went on to tour with the Black mm-hmm. Crows. So that's they're North Mississippi all, all stars. He helped Grammy record. Grammy award winning band playing Hill Country Blues from Hernando, Mississippi. It's and more of a they call it boogie blues or walking blues or something like yeah, that. It's, it's upbeat, what jam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a jam blues. It's so good. Oh yeah. That album, man, it's got Poe Black Maddie on it. It's got Shake 'em on down. It's got a bunch of good ones on it. You could that was the one that, that turned them on to me. Shake hands with Shorty. You could tell that influence in the Black Crows album. Yeah, that he, yeah, yeah. And we saw them live because they played at Mud Island mm-hmm. when Luther with, with Luther. Them. Was, yeah. Uh, Daughters of the Revolution was that? That was the big song. Was that the name of the album? I don't know if it was or not, but that was that. Maybe that was a good one. And then let's see. So that Nine. was eight. Nine was Core Stone yep. Temple Pilots, and that was a heck of an album. There, I looked. Uh, I was just looking. Go back at the track. That's another one of those albums you can listen to the whole thing. That band was. 
that was a genre turning, you know, when, the, when Stone Temple Pilots come out with that. It was hard. It was like before Bush and a lot of those mm-hmm. other bands. They kind of played. The Scott Wyland was awesome. Yeah, he, I mean, he struggled. He had his demons. Was Core before Purple? Yeah, yeah, it was okay. their first one. Purple that, was a good one too. See, that's the one I got turned on to. Yeah, because I'm a few years behind you. Man, the opening track number one. It's like, ah, oh, that's spelling. purple. No, that's but that's that. No, it's not. I think it is. It's dead and bloated. It's, yeah. it's on core. It's the very first track on core. Like a rose. It's a yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's the very it's well, song number one on core. Okay. Maybe I, I had core then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm checking that though. It is. I promise you. All right. What's number 10 of 10? That was a hard one because there's so many that I wanted to keep going with. I could have done best of 365. <laughs> but I had to pick something that I went with. And so I went back to another. But I call him, he's not a Memphis guy, but he spent a lot of time in Memphis. And that, and he spent a lot of time in Memphis with John Prine. And I remember when uh, my buddy Corey Brandon, had, I almost put his album on there. He's like, you uh, went to, I went to, I went to elementary school with him all the way to graduated and even college. And uh, he's, he's now still he's a musician. A, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's and an awesome musician. <clears throat> but he turned me on to Todd Snyder. And that's who it was, Todd Snyder. And it was, I know everybody probably heard the song, All Right Guy. That's kind of, when I think of Todd Snyder, I think of that song. But he's got so many good songs. Besides, he's a storyteller like John Prine. And he's, I can just listen to his stuff. And I love the way he does um, his live stuff as good as anything he records. And a lot of his stuff, I mean, I really. You're right. What? <laughs> I know I'm right. But anyway, Todd Snyder. He, I, I'm a big fan of Todd Snyder. He's, he lives in Nashville now. He spent a lot of time in Memphis. And that album was Songs of the Daily Planet. That's where we had our first Craw- Killer Hawks <laughs> yeah, Crawfish Bowl was at the Daily Planet. We've actually seen Todd Snyder. We've actually seen Todd Snyder Snyder play at the Daily Planet. Years yeah. I've later. Seen, but... So in one band I know, I, I went through all these bands and was throwing stuff out, and I realized the band I've probably seen the most, besides the All-Stars, besides Todd Snyder, I didn't even put on my list. It was Pearl Jam. I, and that I Pearl Jam 10 album. Pearl Jam. And the only reason why I didn't, that was a really influential album to me, Pearl Jam 10, was because, like, the day Rodney and everybody else was putting Pearl Jam 10 on there, I said, well, I mean, i got to put different stuff than other people. So. <laughs> so. Let me tell you this story. So, um, Man, I keep jerking my dick. I'm here. When we first, first started this business year, years ago, Michael was, I think, a little baby. I mean, we'd been doing stuff, but we had decided to get into the rub business. <laughs> we made a bunch of, like, rub. Samples. And- yes, we made a bunch of rub on our table. And turn it into little samples, like we vacuum sealed it up in yeah. little samples and got Rodney to make us some stickers. Right, right. We stuck them on this little bag, and I took them to Memphis in May and was yeah. going to pass them out and make us, it was going to blow us up. That was the year the Memphis Bay flooded. I did a video with that. Yes. Uh, the Port Barrel guys, yes. I was giving them one. I think I gave Tuffy <laughs> some. <laughs> I thought it was just going to take us to the next level. That was it. So after Memphis in May was over and we did not, place everything we kind of stuck we were like well todd snyder's playing at the daily planet let's go <laughs> we did didn't we? We, went saw- <laughs> we went and saw todd snyder at the daily planet and i had like some rub samples still in my pocket and i was determined to get it get one of our rub samples to todd snyder i ended up giving it to his like his tour guy i think his name was elvis or something <laughs> hey man can you give this to todd <laughs> He's like, uh, okay. You know, he walked back there and threw it in the garbage. Oh, <laughs> that was a great show, though. It was. <laughs> oh, we were dirty. Wasn't that an after show, we though? It smelled like smoke. Yeah, it was late. Because we went to a double show that night. We went to oh, Memphis no, and we May. Oh, no, we saw him at the Lovett Shell. That's where it was. He was. We left Memphis in May, 
went to the Levitt Shell and watched him play a show. And then he said, if anybody wants to come hang out, we're doing a after show at the Daily Planet. We went. And we went, and I don't know what time it was when we left there. Ooh, that was been, man, that's a good week. That was back when we were, we could, I wouldn't do that now <laughs> to save my life. Oh, man. Good anyway. times. Well, hey, that's about all I got. Todd today. had a chance. Todd Snyder, man. <laughs> I come in strong with number 10. If y'all don't know Todd Snyder, y'all go look him up. So, Easter's this weekend. It is. It is. And, uh, you know, everybody needs to first think about why we celebrate Easter. I yeah, agree. You know, I think that's a big important thing. And uh, spend some time with your family and stay quarantined so we can get over this mess and get this, get get everything back to normal. I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I hope so. hope you're right. They're let, I, think, I think they're fixing to let stuff back up. So, this this weekend, you were going to cook a ham. I'm going to do a ham on Instagram, and it's, I'm actually doing our Easter ham. We're cooking uh, it on Saturday. Yeah, I'm going to cook it on Saturday and just reheat it Sunday so I ain't got to get up so we can get up and watch church service and take pictures and do everything <laughs> we're going to do on Sunday. I got some eggs and to then, too. Yeah. Oh, do you really? Good. I did, yeah. yeah. Good. We're going to do that, but if you want to follow us on Saturday on Instagram, I'll be sharing that in my stories, uh, how I'm cooking the Easter ham that we're going to eat, and I'm not doing anything crazy to it. It's just going to be a good good eating spiral ham. Uh, We're also... I'm going to be doing some prepping for the Easter dinner. That's what I was going to ask you, the menu. I I got it wrote down. Let me tell you. Yes. You're doing the ham. Right. I'm going to do butter beans. Yes. um, Mac and cheese. Yes, yes. Dressing. The OG shell mac and cheese. The OG shell mac and cheese. Mama's cornbread dressing. <laughs> oh. And um, carrots, roasted carrots. Roasted. That's it. That's enough right there. You know? Rolls. Rolls. Deviled eggs. Deviled eggs. And a strawberry dessert. Oh. <laughs> and it's only for us. That's going to be. You're just spoiled. You require yeah. you require us to celebrate. I'm happy. <laughs> celebrate these holidays to extreme levels. <laughs> But that sounds like a awesome Easter dinner. Yeah. I can't wait. So we'll be doing a little bit of that on Instagram I'm also cooking for the delicious dinners. I'm I'm, I'm doing red beans and rice. So I don't know what day I'm going to do that, but I got the stuff. Hopefully, if we go pick it, we got to go pick up our click list order at four o'clock. What time? Oh, it's after four. Yes. (laughs) Hope it's ready. (laughs) It's bad. We're excited to get your click list. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well. Give me tell them where they can find us. Tell them where they can find. I'm trying to say, I think people are are texting me want to know where the podcast is. So. Oh, really? <laughs> We're running a little late today. We had a lot of <laughs> issues. Sorry. If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. And hey, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Hope everybody has a happy Easter out happy there. Easter. And we'll see y'all next week. Good Lord willing. Creek don't rise.